Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, after about, I don't know, this might be trial number 25, we're up, we're in the building, we are here, this is maybe the fourth monologue that I have done, ladies and gentlemen, but let me welcome you to Shock the System Podcast, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have an official name, we're live, we're back, this is our first episode, consider it a reboot, I know in the past I recorded a couple episodes where I was completely probably drunk, maybe a little whatever, you never really know what I was getting into, but this is a reboot, this is a rehaul, we're hitting the red button, we're wiping it clean, baby, but you know, we're going to be covering everything from wrestling, NXT, AEW, Raw, SmackDown, and movies, pop culture, anything going on entertainment-wise that will entertain you, I got the scoops. I got the the drip. I got I'm the I'm the one with the Midas touch, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So <laughs> I got a co-host here with me. Uh you never know if he'll be here frequently. Uh or you know, he might be here every episode. He might get a spin-off. You never know with this man. This man is a jack of all trades. I introduced to you Justin. I don't know what he's going to want you, the people, to call him, but he's about to let you guys know. Hello to the people. You know what? I, after these four or five times that we've been 20, doing, 20, let's be 20 times. 20. All right, fine, 20 times. I think I finally settled on it. It's going to be Justin the Cut Cavernous. <laughs> I think that's the connected every time you just couldn't come up with your own name. (laughs) No, not last time, man. I swear. I don't even know what happened there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad to have you here, buddy. Um, You know, I've wanted to get into podcasting for a while now. And with my degree wrapping up, I think there's no better time than start building the brand than now. And, you know, yeah, no, and just you're totally suited for it. I mean, honestly, yeah. You're perfect for it. You should absolutely do it. I've always thought that you needed to have your own, like, oh, you know, entertaining. Be, I feel like I'm too entertaining to just be limited to to people like you and Perk. And- oh, shut up. <laughs> no, I'm saying, dude. But you, you, I thought for a long time you needed to have your own, like, uh, blog site or not blog site, but necessarily a media conglomerate of website yeah, where something you. Something to communicate so, yeah. the information. Because people come to me for, you know, yeah, it's I come to you. you. People yeah. legit ask, come to me for information. Now, and I'm going to give a little plug here uh, on Discord. If any of you have Discord, if you want to add Gambit, um, let me look up my hashtag for you. Uh, but basically, Gambit hashtag three six zero four three six zero four. I'm a part of a Marvel Discord spoiler server where I'm an admin. Got all the scoops, constantly updating. Scoop, scoop, scoop on there. Scoop, 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 scoop. Phil the Scoop Master Daddy Cavanas. He took my you last know, name. If I if it was Baskin Robbins right now, people would be telling me to triple wear them <laughs> up with different flavors. That's just the type of scooping we're on right now. But you know, we could sit there and talk about you know, all this stuff. But let's get down to it right now. How about that? Let me uh pull up my little notes here. So um, there's been a lot of news. A lot of a lot of things have gone on. Um, Doctor Strange too lost their director. 
the Black Widow trailer uh, exclusive look happened where Taskmaster looked fire. And sorry, I've been a little bit of a little bit of the gush, but uh, so basically, <coughs> what we're gonna do here is we're gonna talk about <coughs> our thoughts. <coughs> Whoa, excuse me, people, <coughs> our thoughts and everything <coughs> on certain subjects. So I think we'll start off with, you know, the Doctor Strange two news, um, with Scott Derrickson. The director of the first one, and uh, what other movie did he direct? Is it? Um, it's some other horror movie. I want to say. Yeah, it's he, he, he comes from Finister. a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Where like, and that was the thing that everybody was making fun of online was that like, Sinister could have been the villain here. Like, he absolutely could have been. Uh, what's his name? He's an X Men villain. Um, no, 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 not Mister Sinister. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about he directed a horror movie. Called no, Sinister. that's what I'm saying. Is people online were making fun of the whole thing because they're like, you literally could have had like Mister Sinister or like, I think they also well, made a joke about well, Nightmare. The villain is gonna be Nightmare. Nightmare yeah. is the villain. They uh, he wanted him in the first one, but you know, as we're about to get into, uh, Disney and Marvel Studios like to uh, do their own thing. Yeah, and they uh, screw the uh, director. So, so I'm gonna give you the gist of the story here. So at Comic Con in um around July, you know they had the big old Marvel fucking expo and all that. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I cussed on here. Profanity will be unleashed at all times. So uh, just a heads up on that. Um, but they had a Comic Con and Scott Derrickson got revealed for uh. Doctor Strange 2, The Multiverse of Madness. And the whole concept was is w- WandaVision, the show coming out on Disney+, Plus, was going to show Wanda, and spoilers coming here, but showing like how she's recuperating sure. Vision's death. <laughs> and she basically bends everything to her own whatever. And it kind of uh, like, that's a, it's kind of like a I Love Lucy. House uh, of M. It's a I love Lucy like sitcom type of thing, but then shit gets crazy because Scarlet Witch is confirmed by Kevin Feige on record, literally just like four weeks ago. She is the strongest character in the MCU as of Endgame. See, I and think, they, and what's weird is they said it was going to be Captain Marvel. Yeah, but it's well, not because I, I, I think full on believe Scarlet Witch Unleashed would wreck Captain Marvel. Oh, she wouldn't absolutely. be able to move. Well, and here's the thing. It's like, I, what I love about this is this WandaVision thing is pulling from... So, like, they killed they killed Pietro off and uh, Ultron, right? Yeah. And so, like, they don't have this thing to set off House of M, right? <laughs> Where, like, Wanda basically gets rid of all the mutants in that arc, and she, like, just, no more mutants, whatever, right? Yeah. So, what they're doing now is they're using Vision's death, which I think is actually a lot more realistic given the relationship, like, in this... Uh, like right now, at least in the cinematic yeah. universe, you know what I mean. Yeah, really so like she just, and it it even makes more sense because we don't have mutants yet. So what is she going to do to bend reality other than you know create a fantasy world where she is in I Love Lucy with Vision? Like you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. No, totally, totally agree with that. And so basically, to get back on where we're going with this, 
shit goes sideways at the end of WandaVision, and it ties directly into the movies at the theaters. That's what's crazy about these Disney Plus shows is now you got to watch this shit to even understand what's going on in the movies. It's honestly brilliant, but well, I mean, Disney, Disney's Disney. They, they do them. Um, so basically, it was going to bring about the multiverse, which was a big thing for the MCU and in, in its whole. I mean, with that, you could bring back Robert Downey Jr. in some way. You could bring back Chris Evans down the road. You could do whatever you want. You could bring in Toby freaking McGuire from yeah. Sony's world. And I'm sure that's what they're doing. We'll get into that later. But Doctor Strange 2 was going to be a horror film. Literally on record, the director came out on stage with Feige standing five steps away from him. He proclaimed out loud to the crowd, we will be bringing the first horror film to the MCU. Cue the crowd going crazy. Yeah! All wild. Well, after that comment, Feige has continued to walk back all of it just over and over again. As Just as recently as, I think, six weeks ago. Let me see if I can pull up the exact quote. Um, But basically, he walked completely back. He's like, no, we're not doing a horror movie. Mm. And, and uh, I don't it's know. spineless. It, it's spineless, dude. That's what it really is. It's it's it we, we're we're safe making this money, and we don't want to fucking push it. We don't want to push the envelope. So, speaking at a New York Film Academy, Marvel Studio President Kevin Feige has offered important clarification. I wouldn't necessarily say that it's a horror film, him, sir. But it'll be a big MCU film with some scary sequences in it, which I think disappointed everyone. So, like, where I'm coming from on this is, okay, you wrapped up Endgame. You wrapped up Infinity War. You you wrapped all this up and with a big epic conclusion, all this stuff, and now you are choosing to, you know not like push it like push the envelope like what more do you got to prove like you had a 2.79 billion dollar movie what more do you need to prove why not start making films that are director incentive that have director vision like the joker that came out so i think feige walking back these comments deterred scott derrickson and you know and he had been tweeting out i think he tweeted out that uh studio date releases will be like the death of me something like that in that context like it'll it's ruined you know it's just it will kill a director's vision and he's tweeted out some other things seeming like he's being hindered and he's had an important decision to make and he had he talked to ryan johnson See, that's what I was going to, I was actually about to bring up, you know, there's, cause there's these JJ Abrams leaks that are coming out, right. About like how he, uh, he was hindered by Disney through the, throughout the entire process of, uh, the rise of Skywalker. And so yeah. like, I think that this is, if not anything else, a, a sign of how much corporate Disney is interfering with these individual studios like Lucasfilms and Marvel studios. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 
basically, you know, it kind of sucks. It 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 sucks because like, um, what I think dope. every I think everyone was excited for some scary elements from somebody that's directed something scary like Sinister, and instead, you know. Now we're now we're playing it safe. Now we're Disney. Now we have we have the Marvel formula, and yeah. it will work. And don't get us wrong. I'm not sitting here saying multiverse is not going to probably be badass. We all know it will be because it's a fucking Marvel film. But here's the problem: you're hindering your directors. So at what point, like, do you just want to hire yes men? I mean, because like, what's the point of being creative? What's the Birds of Prey would never have taken off if. They didn't let that woman do her her vision. Joker never would have sure. taken off. Yeah, they didn't let him do his vision. Yeah, totally, but yeah. See, that's DC, and that's what Warner Bros. is learning from is they they can't control they it. Can't they got to hinder hands off franchises, or you're gonna wind up with a mess like Justice League or Batman vs Superman, and you're gonna wind up with a mess because studio interference is becoming honestly the end of all end with you know with with some of these things these directors don't want to do big budget films like this because they don't have creativity right why do directors get into things because they want to make their film they want to do things their way well not when they got some president and kevin feige over their head basically saying that's not going to happen well see here's the thing it's like how you said how much how much did they make on endgame it had to be like 2.79 billion okay so they made two point seven nine billion, right? And now, yeah. before they had hit, like, okay, because you got to understand, they probably bought Marvel Studios for how much? You know, I don't remember when, how much, but like their return on investment has already gone above and beyond what they have. So they have, they should have no fear of risking, you know, being a little creative, being a little weird, because you know what, we fall. And the other thing is, that they could argue, they they could say that you know what, we don't want to push fans away. Right, we don't want to push the the younger audiences away. We followed the, these movies for the last damn near twenty years now. Nobody's mm-hmm. going anywhere. We want to see new stuff, though. We want to see, you know, I I'm severely disappointed. I don't know how you're personally feeling about this, but like, I mean, like when I when when you I was told me I like literally went on a long rant to a perk and on the discord server and like some of them are trying to like he's staying on as an executive producer i need to clarify mm. that to the people he is scott derrickson is staying on as an executive producer who knows what input he'll have in there now from my understanding um a casting thing got broken down they're looking for two villains uh they're looking for an african-american in his like 30s to 40s and uh he will be nightmare um, so Nightmare is going to be African American, and uh, the other one is looking to be, I think, Clay Clea Clea C L E A, I think is her name. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think she becomes, if I'm not mistaken, she goes from bad to like love interest or something, maybe, right? Um, but then also, um, I can't pronounce his name. The dude that was Mordo. Yeah. Uh, or um. Yeah. 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 Uh. It's yeah. It's C H something. Yes. Is it Chadwick. Chadwick. No, not Chadwick. That's that's Black Panther. It's Ch- it's C H J A T W E L L 
So it's yeah, well, Shep Yatwell. You never know what you'll get, ladies and gentlemen. You might have a spelling bee go down on here. You never know. No. Um, but Mordo will be back. And I'm assuming, because I guess he's going to have scheduling conflicts when they want to shoot. That's another thing I need to get into. But to finish my sentence, he will be back. But supposedly it's all set up towards Doctor Strange 3. So, and another thing to add to that. Doctor Strange has been really freaking busy since his introduction. He, uh, you know, he had the name drop in Civil War. or not, Yeah, was it Civil War? No, it was Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier had his name drop. Then he finally got his movie. Then he appeared in Thor Ragnarok. Then he appeared in Infinity War. He's the new lead man. Yeah, he's going to be the new lead He's all over. Um... <laughs> so, I guess what like we're getting at here is, um, he's a pretty big franchise, and I think that he might even become the next leader of the Avengers. Who knows? But what was I about to offer right before I said like hold that thought? Um, must have slipped my mind. But I guess you know it's it's disappointing. I'm sure it'll be a good film. But, like, it just sucks when Disney's go Disney and hinder the creativity of, uh, of directors. So, um, let's, uh, move on to our next subject. Uh, so, the new Mutants trailer came out, and, uh, that shit was lit, I don't know how you stood with it, uh, Big Daddy Keck, but I, for one, was excited, and that shit was kind of scary. If, I mean, they had a little bit of jump scares going on, I think if they kept that type of genre going, and maybe just pushed it and dialed it up just a little bit, that's what Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness could be. Sure. Because uh, yeah. I'm assuming, the, the feeling I got from New Mutants is it's going to be your... I mean, there's going to be some tense scenes where they're probably going to have some pop-up scares. Um, you know, loud noises randomly when it's quiet or something. You know, the stuff that just makes you jump up. But it's right. not going to probably be, like, terrifying. No, yeah. Uh, <coughs> so, like, you got Magic. She looks freaking great. I think her name's, like, Anna Joy... Uh, Anna Joy something is the actress's name. Taylor, yeah, Anna Joy Taylor, I think, might be her name. She's perfect. If you literally looked at a side-by-side thing with Magic and and, uh, her, it's literally spot on. Um, I feel like the the 20th Century Fox always had some pretty decent castings for their X-Men roles. And then they got the blade, they had the sword with her, which is crazy. I think it's some, like dimensional sword she gets some power access to whatever and people didn't think they were going to bring that sword in because i guess that in the comics it like was a uh elaborate like build in her character to getting the sword and this one at the end of it you know the big stinger she's running in at that uh at that bear which is macy williams is a power or character or something see i'm not fully fluent with like all their their powers of these characters. Yeah, that's X Men for you. Some of them turn into bears. It's like what? Yeah. And, <laughs> like yeah. There's one X Men who knows and, how to and, speak for you. If you freeze frame the final scene, 
you can see in the background that uh, there's a flying dragon, which is connected to the dimension that the sword magic gets. I don't know if you got to see that, but that was pointed out. It's yeah, there's a flying dragon in the background of of that shot, <laughs> shooting a fireball at that bear while she's running and jumping it. So that's pretty cool. Which I guess that dragon. I, I'm not sure what that name, the name of the dragon, Dragon X Men, uh, Lockheed. That's his name. Uh, known as a that. longtime okay. companion of Kitty Pride, but this time they're gonna put her with, put the the the, the dragon with the uh, magic. So you know they got that guy from Stranger Things that's in there. I don't know the actor's name. I don't know the other three characters. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. But it looks cool. Well, that's my thing. It's like it's like okay, it's cool, but because this merger happened, and like there were times where like the reports were it's not coming out or point it's been postponed and shit like that. It's been just so mishandled, and so like when it comes when the trailer comes out, you're like, oh shit, okay, we're getting another X Men movie. A lot, I'm sure a lot of people feel that way, you know. Yeah. Well, um. The what was I gonna say is uh it was not gonna come out from Fox because Fox, you know, Fox Fox has to foxify their their X Men movies and make them terrible, basically, which therefore led to them losing all character rights and all that. Um so the director didn't want to put the movie out because he's like, This isn't my movie again, what we go back to. This is what goes down in these studios, you know. It's happening everywhere in Hollywood. It's fucking ridiculous. But he couldn't make his movie, so therefore it wasn't going to come out because he wasn't going to, whatever, bow down to what they wanted and make this film terrible because they're a bunch of pussies. Well, Marvel Studios had been sitting on it, and they didn't know what to do. And then out of nowhere, the director starts teasing people on Instagram with, like, wait till more news with a smiley face and all this. So his tune started to change. And then it got revealed that Marvel Studios gave their blessing for this film. Because this film was supposed to be out two years ago. It's done. Yeah, It's ready to rock and roll. If they wanted to throw it up right now, it's fine. I you know think what? it's done. Production's done. Okay. Even editing's done. I mean, the fact that. that Marvel uh, Studios put their blessing on it. When when we were first talking about the that sword magic carries, right? I couldn't help mm-hmm. but think about Immortals and Kit Harrington's character. When you were bringing it up, I, I'm not saying that there's any relation between the two, but it's it definitely sent my my mind to the immortals and stuff like that. So, so the question is, and it got put on the D23, which is the Disney X like center, like their Comic Con, mm-hmm. got put on there that um, uh, it got put on there that uh, this will be the first introduction the mutants into the mcu no and then it it quickly got deleted and therefore i don't think it was true so i guess the question is is where do you introduce who do you introduce and where do you introduce who's who's the first mutant i mean like so the rumor right now is the internals movie is going to alternate the DNA thing. The DNA is going to get alternated because that's what they can do. They literally create... I feel like they 
or I honestly want to say they have a thing with just building life and making sure our our humanity yeah, that's is, their thing, yeah. is whatever. And so the DNA gets fucked with in the X gene. That's the scoop. There's a scoop for you guys. Um, the X gene will be introduced in the internals. And the DNA will get messed with whatever. But like, I need, I need, I understand the X gene's coming, but I need a, 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 a character. Like, I feel like where you should start, it shouldn't be Wolverine. Honestly, I would go, I would have an X-Men film without him. I think you would go with the OG first ever team of Cyclops, Jean Grey, Angel, Iceman, Beast. I love that team, too. That That is where I'd go. You can bring in the OG costumes. Then you let them build. Because you, you're not in a rush. That's the thing with the X-Men franchises. They were just, here's this character and this random, like, Spike. Spike showed up for, like, 30 yeah. seconds in one of the movies. <laughs> like, like, here's this random character. Oh, he's a mutant. Oh, we got a whole school of them. Yeah, then you they know, killed him. They killed that. him in that movie. That pissed me off so bad. Because like, I love like, Spike yeah. and X-Men Evolution or whatever. Like, Just uh, focus on the groundwork. Hell, you don't even need to introduce a team. You can introduce just one. You could have Storm show up in Wakanda. I mean, oh, that's guaranteed. That that is happening. I don't care yeah. if that if there's no that's happening. You know what it is. Yeah. So it makes you, I don't know, it makes you wonder. I obviously like I, as I plugged earlier on here. I'm a huge Gambit fan. I would be completely fine if they kept him too, as on there. Um. They need to figure out where they can introduce these people, and I feel like Wolverine should be a big reveal after credit scene. It's like, oh shit! Like, plus, you know, we got Logan, we've got Hugh Jackman, whatever. There should be no rush. No rush. I'm in no rush. I love Wolverine. Don't get me wrong. I love him. One of my favorite characters. There's no rush to introduce him. Find the right actor. Find the right time to introduce him because he's going to be a major player for X Men. Hell, you could—I mean, not X Men for the Avengers. I mean, who knows? They might do. I mean, the big event might be X Men versus Avengers. That might be what they're heading for. <clears throat> instead of having like world destruction on the line or whatever, that is just going to be like, who the hell is going to win this? <laughs> But you got to build towards that. Oh, yeah. Magneto could be your big bad for one phase, one side, one part of the phase, phase one. Phase, you know, or because we're on phase four. So I guess I'll, yeah. So phase four, phase five, that could be whatever. Um, so it's interesting. It's an interesting time for the MCU because, in my opinion, I mean, we'll get into it later, but with Spider-Man, like, they can make the final Spider-Man movie and send him back to Sony. And I would be, honestly, maybe totally cool with it after a month of sitting on it, because I'd be like, they don't really need Spider-Man. They're already churning out product after product, 
and they got the fucking Fantastic Four and X-Men. Dude, you have to have, let's look saying, okay, you have to have Spider-Man. Spider-Man is the staple to, like, every, uh, I don't know, at least for me. I used to just I love up, him. He's a staple to the Avengers team. But you can't see You're always movie. looking for him. Yeah, it's just, there's so much property that they own now. It's just like, okay, so you got rid of Spider-Man, but you're giving me the Fantastic Four, Doctor Doom, and X-Men. I think I can, I think I'll be all right. Yeah, but I want to see a Spidey who gets to 28. I want to see a Spidey who grows up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, uh, we'll move along. And uh, yeah, well, actually, that play right into our next topic. Uh, the Morbius trailer uh, dropped. And uh, it didn't look too bad, but the trailer to me definitely was Sony vibes. Like, it definitely yeah. gave me the first trailer Venom vibes. No, like, yeah. you only see him at the end. Hey, we were lucky to see him in the first trailer for Venom. They didn't even show Venom once. But that's a Sony thing. That's such a Sony thing to do. I swear. Okay. Anyway, oh, no, we haven't even got to the Sony thing, so... The big topic of discussion is now is so they show a shot of Jared Leto walking by and he walks by and on the fucking wall, people on the fucking wall. It is Spider-Man. It Toby Maguire suit and it says murderer. Now, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Far From Home. I would uh, get out of here right now, but in Far From Home, is you know, Spider-Man was framed for murder of Mysterio, and that's how the film ends. Well, that is spray-painted, graffitied, whatever, on this mural, I guess you want to call it, because I guarantee you that's going to be their cop-out, is like some artist. Oh, yeah. Through the Spider-Man, because this is who Spider-Man is to him. But it's a fucking picture of Tobey Maguire <laughs> from the PlayStation 4 loading menu. When we say Sony's going to Sony, here it is. There it is. And we haven't even seen the film. It's a two a millisecond shot. Blink and you miss it. But they're already sony it up. And they're able to do it because they're the one people that got Disney to bend the knee and kiss the ring. Because they're in the driver's seat. They they took Spider-Man back. And guess what? They had to fucking... Disney had to come along back. Oh, no. Don't take our Spider-Man. We'll, put a, we'll, we'll, we'll allow you to use a bit of Venom. We'll, we'll allow you to bridge over into your films in reference of the MCU. This raises and, a good question. Okay. So yeah, you, know, you were like you were saying, like you'd be fine with sending Spider-Man <laughs> back to Sony, right? Disney just being done with them, right? Now, the, now here is here's the question. I mean, every superhero movie is going to be somewhat successful, but like, if Marvel gets done with Spider-Man, I don't see Sony having any feet to stand on because their only reason that they have anything to sell Spider-Man to to any audience anymore is that he's a part of the Marvel universe. You see what I'm saying? So, 
into the next tie into the MCU. I see what you're saying. Totally. Um, Michael Keaton shows up at the end of it. And uh, he's in his white jumpsuit. Which is where exactly we left uh, Adrian Toomes, aka the Vulture from uh, Homecoming, in jail. He's wearing the same white suit, and he says, "What's up, Doc?" To Jared Leto, and presumably, because this is what Sony would do, is that's an end credit scene right there. That's probably <laughs> your, that is literally probably your after credit scene that they have shown in the movie trailer. So there goes your surprise. Uh, so basically, to answer what you're saying. What Sony's doing is they're world building for life after when he if if they do leave, then they're set. They're just gonna be like, Well, we got this villain, we got Morbius, and supposedly Morbius has Easter eggs for craven pastries and the silver sable beauty shop. So and here's another scoop according to uh, one of the scoopers on um Twitter is the Sinister Six team will be uh, Craven, Craven, Morbius, Vulture, Shocker, Silver Sable, and Scorpion. And that's a terrible team. That's not good at all. Oh, who you told? Where's Doc Ock, the founder? What is the point of having Sinister Six if it's not... Alright. Anyway. That's just the word. Lord. See, and this is, again, this just goes back to Sony being Sony. They don't... They They know what they're doing. (laughs) But hey, the only way we get to keep them in the MCU, and this is also the thing, the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is not going to reverence anything Sony does. So Sony gets the bridge off the MCU, but the MCU is going to be like, we don't affiliate with that shit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the yeah. The closest thing we're going to probably get is Venom turning up in something in the MCU. That might be the closest Ugh. we get. Ugh. Anyway. And even then, I bet you there might be some agreement where the Marvel is like, okay, so you can do your own thing when Spidey comes over, but if you want Venom in our shit, we get to do our own thing with Venom. Yeah. No, definitely. Probably something like that. It feels like Sony is the straight-to-VHS versions of Disney classics, like the sequels, like Aladdin 2. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what Sony is (laughs) to the Marvel Universe. Yeah, I agree. That is a very nice comparison. (laughs) But, you know, to not talk about the other stuff, you know, they showed some of the powers of Morbius. It looked kind of cool. The sonar detecting thing that was going off, that looked like a kind of cool scene. Um, I like the witchcraft stuff that he was doing. They got Matt Smith in there. He's fucking great from Doctor Who. Um, so, I don't know how I feel about it. Bro, no one expected to see that vulture thing. I knew about the 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 loading screen, the PlayStation Four loading screen in the game, um, but nobody knew about the vulture thing. So I don't know. It's an interesting interesting time um, for all that. 
So we're going to switch gears here and move over to the D.C. side of things. Uh Uh-oh. And uh, so it got recently confirmed by the director. um, The director that directs It, I think, is what he directed or something. I think he might direct It. He did did True Detective, too, actually, for HBO. Andy Moosh or something, I think is his name. I thought it was that Fukuyama guy or whatever it is. Um, anyway, go on. Um, but basically, uh, hold on, I'm looking up the director's name real quick so You're I can, yeah, so I can, uh, Andreas Muschietti. Did he direct name. it one or two? It, or did he both? directed both. Okay. So he's directing it. And so he, I guess, confirmed that um, that uh, basically the movie will still be adapting Flashpoint, but it will be a different version of Flashpoint. And so the question I'm raising to the audience and to you is, do we really need Flashpoint as the first freaking film? Because... That to me is a, a, a Infinity War type spectacle. Like you got you got Atlanteans fighting the Themyscirans, you know, Wonder Woman's people. I can't pronounce them. Themyscirans. <clears throat> you got Wonder Woman and and Aquaman fighting. Literally, mm. Wonder Woman cuts off Mara's head. Yeah. In in the adaptation film of, you know, in the cartoon animated film. It was a great movie, by the way. Yeah. It's a great movie. You got fucking Batman using guns. You can use Jeffrey Dean Morgan from, you know, your fucked up little timeline that you made. Cause Zack Snyder sucks. Sorry, Snyder fan, ben, oh, fan yeah. base, but you could use Jeffrey Dean Morgan as He'd the be Batman. A great, he would be a great Batman and Flashpoint as well. Thomas Wayne using yeah. guns. You got Reverse Flash, which is personally one of my favorite villains from the oh, old God. DC. But which comics. which Reverse Flash is in Flashpoint? I don't remember. Uh, Ed Eobard Thawne. Okay. Yeah. The main one. He's the main main. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, but here's the problem: is like the Flash has so much rich history that people don't understand. Like, you could easily have him take on. Um, the Rogue Gallery, and you could pick one of the randoms. You have Captain Cold as the leader. You got Heat Wave, and you easily could make it a fun little hour fifty. You know, a little startup film, film one. It doesn't have to be yeah. crazy. It could be like Shazam. So you know? this is a thought I just had. Is like, what if DC had realized that, like, you know what? Maybe we did try and push you know these big climactic battles so fast. <laughs> Maybe like we could. What? Why don't we just? Yeah. Like so. Why? Why don't they? What? What if they were like? Okay. Let's start with the bang, and then at the end of this like three arc trilogy for the Flash, which is him. You know, the last movie might be fighting him, fighting his rogue gallery, or finally settling the score with Eobard, even though he does it in the movie in Flashpoint. But my point is, is that like basically the relief or the victory is the relief at the end of the race, and that's a like a really Flash thing. Like, I don't know. Anyway, go on. So, yeah, I mean, like, you're totally right. Like, what if DC just didn't try to copy Marvel and 
you play catch up. I mean, they weren't copying Marvel, but they're playing catch up. Yeah. And it was just like, they were like, here's Man of Steel. Here's Batman versus Superman. Here's Batman. Here's also Wonder Woman. Also, by the way, let me plug Aquaman, Cyborg, Flash, all in a 10 second little montage. Yeah. And then guess what? Bam! Justice League. We're here. We've earned this team up. What the fuck do you think people were so hyped <laughs> about the Avengers for? Do you think they're hyped because they were just like, the Avengers film? No, they're hyped because they dead ass had to watch five, six movies before this even was warranted to come together. Well, see, and that's my thing. It's like, why don't just start? We had to sit through a four one. Yeah. We had to sit through that. Like, this all could have been just avoided by DC just starting with the Justice League already being a thing, and then and again, building solo movies, and then they come back. And then, and then, and then here it comes down to again movie studio interference. What have we been talking about for forty minutes now? Yeah. They got involved. They fired their president. The president stepped down because he sucked. Yeah. Well, GF Johns is in there now, and he's he's fantastic. Or actually, I think yeah, he stepped Shazam, down. Damn, Aquaman hits. They're figuring it out. Uh, Birds of Prey. Um, we can talk about that for a second here once we wrap up this Flashpoint thing. But you know, there's too much rich rich history with the Flash, and I think I, what I'm you know what I'm missing out. Like I said, the Rogue Gallery. How about this? How about we have him take on fucking Gorilla Grodd? And we have Gorilla Grodd Warfare, where it's literally Planet Meets the Apes fucking fused with the Flash. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be badass, dude. Gorilla Grodd is such a, a good... If you can make fucking lit. Yeah. If you can make Gorilla Grodd work in a TV show... And Warner Brothers There's owns... No why, yeah. Warner Brothers owns... Oh my god, they own Planet of the Apes, I think. I think they're. I think it's either them or Twenty Century Fox. Don't quote me. Never mind. But yeah, like no. It literally could be a superhero Planet of the Apes film. That would be fucking. Yeah, that would be badass. Right there, first film. Then, then you have an after credit stinger of the you know Reverse Flash showing up. Yeah, exactly. It, it would be that easy. Or, or you don't even need that. You fucking literally could end it with Barry running back and saving his mom in credit scene. Saves his mom, roll credit. Yeah, no, so definitely. So then you're like, motherfucker, you fucked with the timeline. Yeah, exactly. See, and this is what makes me so sad about DC. It's like, we've been talking about Flash, and I, I don't mean to, but like, Man of Steel was, I liked Man of Steel, and it's 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 I sad. Like Man of Steel too. It's sad that, like, they've they used Batman to try and create. That was the least amount of studio interference that happened to yeah. for Zack Snyder. Was yeah. Man of Steel. Anyway, didn't want to get us up too long. So, so yeah. um, moving along though, Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey looks phenomenal. I think it looks great. I and it's I, rated R, which again studios allowing the director to create their vision. Shot on a very low budget, very low budget. Um. Now, funny thing is, so the movie leaked. I basically know the the whole movie. I won't, whatever. Um, I won't spoil it all on here. But the original, the original film. So, and it got met with a lot of backlash. 
Um, so they did early screening six months ago, and basically, <laughs> this is funny. So basically, Black Mask is ho- the whole the whole crux of the film is he's trying to hunt down Cassandra Kane because she stole something valuable from him. That's a diamond, and inside the diamond, originally, what was inside the diamond was fucking Black Mask dick pics to Victor Zaz. That's hilarious. Because it's revealed that him and Victor Zaz are gay. And it got met with a lot of backlash. And now I think it's gotten changed around to it's just like a diamond with uh, all his criminal Okay, but like what kind of backlash? Backlash because they're gay or backlash because they thought it was dumb? Both. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of dumb, but that's birds of prey. That's literally the genre. It's supposed to be kind of dumb. You know, yeah. not not the comics. I mean, the specific, you know, iteration. Anyway, yeah. and so this all got met with backlash, but not just that. So, in the tr- new trailer that dr- got dropped, um, you got to see it. Did you get to see it? Which tra- you're talking about Birds of Prey, the trailer? Yeah, yeah, I watched the it. New one. Well, okay. From last week. A- anytime somebody says the new one, then I'm like, wait, hold on. I think I watched. Yeah, I watched the one from last week. Where, with the black mask reveal. Sure, yeah. With the black, yeah. So he has the comic accurate black mask on, and it's fucking lit. But here's what's funny in that scene. You can see in the background um, that he has art on the wall. He's a very artistic guy. And I think uh... there's still shades of uh, that in the Victor's ass stuff, like the relationship on there. I think there's still hints of it. But so... He's artistic and he's and he loves paintings and all this stuff. Well, basically, uh, he wasn't wearing the mask at all. The mask was not worn at all in the film. What he was wearing instead was a Zorro-like mask on his face. Okay, that's dumb. See, and now I'm questioning. Now I'm questioning. Zorro. This whole, yeah, it's dumb. I'm sorry. I get it. Like a Batman, like a Bruce Bert Wayne, Ward, went, like a Burt yeah. Ward '60s Robin mask on his face. This fucking st- is, is he Kato? No, he's not Kato. No, and this is this is where I'm starting to. I get why people were pissed about the Victor's ass and black mask things. You know what? Yeah. I'm kind of a comic butcher, fan. You can butcher black mask. Black mask is too exactly. Good. You have to save him for Red Hood, dude. Oh yeah, dude. So. Uh, to go back to Flashpoint real quickly. Sure. Uh, the plan. So what everyone is speculating now, this isn't like confirmed at all. This is not even a scoop, but the theorizing plan right now is they want to do Flashpoint because they're going to retcon anything, any mistake, and it's going to be a way to bring in Robert Pattinson's Batman. Sure. That's what every crisis in every comic book ever made was, was a way to retcon the universe so that it could continue telling stories. And the fact that they're already doing that after, what is it, five movies now? Like, come the fuck on. Anyway, that's so besides the point. Keep on going. Keep keep talking. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So No, you're good. It's just gonna, it's gonna retcon shit. Wonder Woman will probably stay the same. Aquaman will probably stay the same. Obviously, Shazam's in fine place. Um, but what got revealed that uh, 
an interesting note, and I don't think there would be anything other than like a reference, but uh, Urza Miller's Flash made an appearance just last night <laughs> on on the CW Infinite Crisis, and they had the CW slash Barry Allen meet the you know movie Flash, and this was a huge monumental thing because no one thought they would ever be connected, like, ever. And I don't blame that they'd be connected, whatever. But then uh, the producer, the main showrunner, Greg Ganolium or something, I can't pronounce his last name, he, on Entertainment Weekly today, you know, he got asked about the cameo, and um, he said that now it's Earth Prime is what the DC... uh, Arrowverse, the CW verse is called Earth Prime. And it no. Exists, it exists in the multiverse of the movies. So now, and I'm sure it'll just be like a 30 second thing. If they do Flashpoint, I guarantee you that they showcase um, some sort of reference to. Do you know what? Earth Prime. The, the cynic in me comes out and says. This is because they've had more success on C- the CW than they have in the fucking movie theater. That's what and it it's tells so me. It's easier to make these. I mean, like, I feel like even though it's a lower budget and doesn't probably look as good, it's much easier to tell uh, whatever story, you know, with. Oh, yeah. I say that with Star Wars. I think Star Wars works better as a TV show. Yeah. Uh, not, I, I'm not sure with The Mandalorian, but like. Clone Wars, the animated series, it, I mean, you that's a lot of, well, I guess I guess the prequels in general, it works better yeah. as a television show because there's just so much information. It, anyway, yeah, I, I agree. I think that a lot of these comic book shows or movies would work a lot better with, uh, with t- TV shows. And I think the CW has done something really important with The Flash in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, so basically, I just wanted to throw that in there because I started thinking about uh, started thinking about Harley Quinn and how she's like part of this one, you know, you know, part of the former Snyder, whatever. But she's the reason I'm why not, I'm not. Uh, she's the reason why I'm not excited for Birds of Prey. Yeah, not because Margot Robbie, because she's sexy as hell. I'll I'll go watch her in anything. Yeah, it's all the. Well, Black Canary's in there. Black Canary. Well, no, my thing is, man. My problem. Huntress looks stupid. No, my thing, man. It has nothing to do with their. They all whatever. You know, I'm not even talking about the trailer. I'm talking about DC literally shoving Harley Quinn down everyone's throat because. It, anyway, I, I'm not gonna get it. shove anything down my throat to be honest. Dude, Margot yeah. Robbie looks amazing as Harley Quinn. Yeah. yeah. But I mean. I don't know. I mean, anything to get her away from that Jared Leto Joker. Oh, know. Lord, yeah. Yep. You won me over. Never mind. Yeah. Um. So, you know, that's Birds of Prey. Looks pretty cool. Black Mask Reveal looks pretty dope. It's going to be a lot of violence, and it's rated R, so can't really uh complain with that. Um. So, I guess where we will head towards next we're gonna have to wrap this up because this thing's gonna end up ending but we can start again but we got nine minutes so the batman hype oh here we go 
that is filming right now, and we should be getting a photo, a batch to reveal any fucking day now. The scoopers keep saying, the scoopers said three days ago, last week, they can eat my sausage. Um, <laughs> that's not, yeah, like that's, they're lying. They don't know. Nobody knows. Um, so, I guess to hype this up a little bit, we got. I'm about to pull up the cast, but so they're shooting right now, and they're gonna drop the bat suit because any day now, a set, you know, a set thing is gonna get leaked. Yeah, and instead of, you know. Uh, instead of, uh, you know, fucking, instead of letting that leak out and everyone gets all pissed off. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, we get, we're looking at the, we're looking at the cast right now. So, look at this standout cast. So we got Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne. We got Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle. We got Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Andy Serkis is Alfred Pennyworth. Paul Dono, who is a phenomenal fucking actor, is Edward Nashton, a.k.a. the Riddler. Peter Sarsgaard, the guy, the It Clown. He... Is in it. No one knows who he is though right now. He's the only one that hasn't been announced. It's Hush. <laughs> nah. <laughs> they got they got John Turturro, Carmine Falcone, and then Jeffrey Wright is Commissioner Gordon. Okay, maybe it is Hush. <laughs> oh man. And directed by Matt Reeves. Oh yeah. Director of the Planet of the Apes films. So Trilogy or whatever, the Planet of the Apes trilogy. Yeah. Um, fucking hype. That is a cast. That's a cast. And we're on most hype because my favorite Batman villain is not the Joker. It's not Hush. It's not even Bane. It's fucking the Riddler. It's the Riddler. Really? And, uh, yeah, because... You get to bring out the detective side yeah. Batman. Yeah. You get to bring out the legit-ass detective, which is what Matt Reeves has said that he wants. And so you got Pennyworth, and you got Colin Farrell as as the Penguin. So they're obviously going with the Telltale Batman games uh, version, where he can actually fight, and he's not fat and... And, and dwarf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like a literal penguin. <laughs> so, you know, they got that. That's going to be a more brutal whatever. You got Carmine Falcone, too. I mean, you got the mob. I'm assuming probably the Riddler is probably going to be pulling shit on the mob. And then and Cobblepot's probably feuding with the mob, too. Shit's about to get real. This is the thing. Is that I think this movie, we're going to see a, the most mafia-like mob that we've ever yeah. seen in a Batman movie. These all the ones before they were just kind of rich they guys. You know what I mean? They almost did it in Batman Begins. They almost had the mobish tie thingy, but he ended up steamrolling them. Right. And it was just a 
a pawn on the chessboard. I don't think they're going to be pawns, no. I don't think they're going to be the king. No. I think they'll be knights or rook sure. in the uh, chess game here. But the other fun, uh, interesting comment was was Zoe Kravitz was on Ellen DeGeneres last week, and she said that she had been training really hard and that when she gets – She's when she gets done, she can't even move her body. She's like can't even lift her arms. She said she's been fitted for her costume multiple times, um, and so basically that's confirming that Catwoman's gonna be right, like right into it. Catwoman, there isn't gonna be like this Anne Hathaway progression where you finally get to see the suit. You know, yeah, yeah. Like she's gonna probably be Catwoman from the fucking jump. Well, good. Um, yeah, good. Which they're gonna probably go with the uh, all black costume with the goggles. With the goggles, yes, 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 yes. yes. yeah. And That's what I'm saying. Doing the, they're doing hush. That was her costume the there. They're doing hush. No, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I would love hush, but that should be a little bit down the road. Yeah, they're gonna um, save that. So we'll come back and talk about this. Though we're gonna close this out and usher it into a uh, commercial break, and we will be right back with a word from our sponsors. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. We had a little bit of a commercial break uh, go down, uh, but uh, shock the system is uh, the podcast is back up and running. So uh, we left off talking about the Batman, and uh, we were hyping it up a little bit. Didn't really get to fully dive into my hype for it, because Batman's my favorite character. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. I've been Batman fan since I was like four or five, man. Yeah. Which, honestly, though, and uh, this is, we're getting a little sidetracked, but uh, we already talked about it earlier. But I would have to say my favorite superhero, like of all time, is the Flash. Like I have no people go with Batman. Um, something about the Flash, dude. Something about super speed. To me, is uh, I just think that would be the dopest power to have. For me, I think it, it was it was ones of the that made me really like him. And then I was like, okay, he's, he's, he's dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so with the Batman, we got Robert Patterson, Twilight fame. People were kind of a little bit, uh, triggered by him being casted, but, um, I think he's going to kill it. If anyone saw his work on that, uh, the Sundance festival, uh, oh, that um, uh, me the lighthouse, that. lighthouse. Yeah. yeah, it was insane. It was insane. Yeah, I already did great. Uh, Amazing. Him and Willem, Willem Dafoe literally destroyed that movie. It was, it was out of this world. He's he'll he, if we're just gonna base it off of acting chops, he'll he'll be fine. <laughs> He's got the chin. You need the chin. You need the chin. You do need the chin. So, well, like I said, Riddler's my shit. <coughs> Penguin's my shit. <coughs> Catwoman's a <the> shit. <coughs> so, I don't know. It'll be interesting what comes out with it all. Uh, 
It's definitely going to be very tightly lit, very, very close to the chest is uh, all the details. We probably might get a look at Comic-Con, but that is a little bit of ways away. Oh, speaking of Comic-Con, are you planning on going to the KC Comic-Con? Uh, honestly, it just depends with my school and stuff. These uh, classes that I'm in right now are kind of kicking my tail, and it's only the first week. Uh, but stay back on topic. Uh, we're going to introduce this segment uh, by ourselves. By ourselves. By ourselves. By ourselves. <laughs> so we'll piggyback a little bit off of it. So, are we buying into Colin Farrell as the penguin? Is the first question. Look, it's, I'm, it's I'm cool. buying Danny DeVito. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. I'm buying into Colin Farrell as a. Uh, as the uh, as the penguin, I think it will bring a new uh, a new element to the character that people honestly are not familiar with. But that means maybe later on in the film he gets a broken leg or something, and he starts hobbling around or something. And Batman and Batman beats his ass so bad that his nose gets swollen into the shape of a penguin beak. Um, yeah. You know, I'm fine with that. I'm cool with it. I guess. Uh, I guess my question is: Is if we're the uh, Jeffrey, what's his name, Jeffrey Wright, uh, Commissioner Gordon, Jeffrey Wright, is it is he Westworld, the black yeah. guy from Westworld? Mm-hmm. Um, he's Commissioner Gordon, so they're they're gender they're, they're race swapping it a little bit. Uh, and you know, I made a joke with Danny DeVito, but this is the problem with every. Batman movie is you're always comparing from the last Batman, and that yeah. also means you're comparing from the last Gordon and Gary Oldman. I think I think I do buy. I buy into this new. I think he works for, as oh, commissioner. I buy, but Bye. It's, he, he's going to have to sell really hard for me to get past Gary Oldman because Gary Oldman did. He is Commissioner Gordon in my mind. Yeah. J.K. Simmons couldn't even take that role, but, and yeah. you know what? J.K. Simmons even kind of looked like. Commissioner Gordon from the comics and some of the iterations, but like it just didn't happen, man. Yeah, that is a uh, what if scenario, totally, because we only got him in what, like 20 seconds, and that abundance yeah. of a movie. Yeah, point even casting him. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm buying, I'm buying, I'm buying into it too. I'm, I'm definitely buying into the fact that, uh, by yourself. By yourself. By yourself. By yourself. So, are you are you buying into the fact that like the Riddler should be the main villain? Because like I am, because of the detective side, like we spoke about. But like, <clears throat> I mean, I guess from a physical standpoint, I mean. Do you want him to be able to? I mean, I kind of wouldn't mind. Kind of a ruthless fucking Riddler. I think in most people's minds, and I, I hate to bring up Hush again. Okay, and like we can even stay away from Hush. Let's let's look at Batman Two Thousand, where Two Face and like uh, Jim Carrey's Riddler were there. Yeah, Riddler has consistently been used as a secondary plot device character. 
Yeah, and 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 he's always been used as a bitch, really. Yeah, exactly. Now, if they can, I'm I'm willing to buy, but I'm hesitant. I'm I'm hesitant about putting my money down. I'm not gonna lie because we don't see it that often anymore. It's more of Silver Age comics where like where there was a, a major thing and take him uh, into a psychopath. Yeah, just he's just one step ahead of everything because he's smarter than everyone. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I can get into a Riddler movie. He could be a ruthless murderer. make it good. And, and they could probably do some crazy, like, Saw-like scenes. Now, obviously, oh, my God. If they if they turn the Riddler into Saw, basically, that's a whole new slew of, like, ideas that have never been addressed with this character. Or not never, yeah, but... You know, he literally, I mean, he's going to get one over on Batman, you assume. I mean, he could fucking... Uh, I mean... Have someone with like I don't know, their walk head out. gets chopped off or something, you know. Obviously not as gruesome because it probably won't be rated R because it is Batman. Um, no, seriously, if he, if he doesn't say "riddle me this Batman" once in the movie, I I, I walk out. It's a That's failure, right. and you want your money back. Yeah. Um, oh, so also, um, not to get off the buy or sell segment. Um, here's a scoopage. The suit is going to be. Gray, blue, or I think gray and blue and black. I mean, yeah, gray. Oh, yes, dude. That means they're going with blue cape, gray suit, black symbol, yeah. and that's one of my favorite Batman's. I've got. A, I've actually got a nomination for by yourself. You're ready for it? Yeah, let's hear a nomination. Okay, and I think I think I know where you sit already, but I, I feel like I'm kind of on the edge of this. Andy Circus as Alfred by herself. Oh, he's a good actor. He's a good actor, but like, uh, I'm gonna sell this because I'm gonna sell. I'm selling. So, I like him as an actor. I don't see him as the Riddler, and uh, not the Riddler as as you know as Alfred Pennyworth. Right. I, I see Alfred Pennyworth as like, um. Michael Caine, like, yeah, I and you know we go back to what you're saying, but we compare it to these like other movies, even the you know the Schumacher and old school ones. Oh, he was a great Alfred. I don't remember his name, yeah, that actor. That's but yeah. what Alfred is. I just don't see. It's Gotham. It's the Gotham TV show because we've we've seen don't a younger see... Alfred. Yeah, yeah, I just don't see Robert Pattinson and Andy Serkis and like. Andy Circus being like, "Why do you fall, sir? So you can pick yourself up." Like, this is right. the guy from the Black Panther movie that's like, <laughs> "It's Gollum." It no, it's it rain. It's literally Smeagol. Give it to us, precious. Like, no, I can't watch Smeagol be Alfred Benning. Now, I I get it. It's it was a hard one, for, and like when when you but first told him, that's the Matt Reeves thing. He. Him and Circus work on everything. Him. Yes, Planet of the Apes. Literally, yeah. Circus was uh, Caesar. Yeah, they work on everything. Uh, which Circus, I'm sure he's going to put his own spin on it, and I'm sure it'll be fine. But right now, I'm selling on it, just because like, that's just not who I had in mind. It's also the hair and the facial facial features, man. It's just He just doesn't... He like Pattinson was already kind of a stretch for me in some ways, and I was like, okay, but he's a young Batman Okay, yeah. he, he hasn't grown into his jaw yet, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, 
He hasn't gotten the bat chin yet. But like mm-hmm. circuit is a whole nother whole nother story, man. I, you don't think he has the bat chin? I think he does. I think he has a young bat chin. I think that comics are so bad about depicting age that they always give younger men narrow chins and then suddenly when they're thirty, their chins grow three inches <laughs> in width. Like <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Batman true. year one? Yeah, I think he definitely fits Batman year one. Do I think he, he fits Batman um Nightfall? No. <laughs> no. No. I got you. I got you. Well, supposedly the rumor is it's adapting a long Halloween. So Oh dude, that's, that's one of my favorite. Oh my god, that's one of my favorite. Yeah. Uh so He's gonna world. He's supposedly he wants to like utilize more the he wants to utilize the rogue gallery way more than we ever could imagine. Like I'm expecting appearances from the Mad Hatter, Calendar Man. Somebody is fucking Two Face. Somebody's somebody's Harvey Dent. It might be Skazgard. That's what I was about to bring up to you. Skazgard. I've heard that. What, who's he? What, what's he been at? He's the it clown. He's the it clown, but I feel like I've heard that name before. Like he's been. He's, uh, he, I want to say he was the villain in the Green Lantern movie. He wasn't Sinestro. I'm talking about uh, the fucking scientist, dude. Dude, I haven't seen. I don't think I've seen Green Lantern all the way through. So. Yeah, save yourself. <laughs> It's the uh, guy that uh, <laughs> it's the guy that gets the big old head and becomes Ooh. the cloud and shit. <laughs> like the, the Modok of, uh, of uh, DC. He's the Galactus of the DC. He's just a giant cloud. Oh fuck! What was his name, man? Damn it! Oh, that's what. <sighs> okay, we'll have to talk about this after we get off the podcast. But like, yeah. Anyway, um. So- so back on the virus cell. So we covered the Batman right there. So we'll move on to um, the next aspect of it. And um, that's, uh, are we buying or selling our weekly episodes enhancing the experience for the audience? Or are we the viewers spoiled by content droppage like Netflix? Now let me... Let me paint the picture here, all right? I'll give you so, Go ahead, take it. You got shows like Watchmen that literally took 2019 by storm. Best show 2019, hands down. It's not even a fucking comparison. Uh, Watchmen literally took everything by storm, and it dropped weekly every Sunday. And people were hyped. Shit's trending, nationally trending on Twitter. You know, hashtags, all that stuff. Um, and people are generally hyped for it. Like, they're like, what the fuck's about to happen next? I gotta wait this long for this shit? And in retrospect, The Witcher. Yeah, right I was about to bring yep. it. It's finalized. Right around the same time Watchmen wrapped up, The Witcher started. And so... But The Witcher dropped on Netflix, which means you get to just watch all of that in a row, all you want. And me personally, that's not how I roll on Netflix. I can't binge watch. I gotta savor, gotta savor things. Um, but it's just and no, it's a great show. Everything's great about it. 
And I feel like if that show was dropped on, you know, weekly episodic shit, people would be really hyped up. Same thing with The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian dropped weekly, even when episodes weren't even that good. Some of them were filler. It got people talking, and people wanted to tune in the next fucking time. And so you wonder... Are shows like The Witcher, like if The Witcher dropped, you know, weekly, would we be talking about it a lot more? Because I feel like it's just like, oh, Netflix dropped this new show, which they've also dropped about 10 other things that I really like. Because like You Season 2 came out right Oh, yeah, I I already binged that. Yeah, yeah, I already binged it too. It's crazy. Like, yeah, crazy. I didn't like the, I didn't like the finale, the last scene. I really didn't care yeah. for it, but we're not going to go with it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, the last scene sucked. Um, but it makes you like, because, you know, like, that's what I'm saying. And this You season two dropped a week after The Witcher dropped. So it's just like scraped under the fucking rug almost. Just like, well, there's your content. See, and he's, yeah, okay. Now, I, I think I'm ready for my counterpoint here. And this is what I'm going to say. I'm like, okay, people may be talking about it less. People may may not be making as much noise. Because you know yeah. what? Everybody who loved The Witch, I watched The Witcher three times already. All the episodes. Really? Swear to God, all the way through. I've already watched it three times. What? Yeah, I'm serious. Five. No, dude, I've watched it three times. And I've watched you one once through. And so I'm gonna use I'm gonna use four examples here to create create this argument. We're gonna use you, the Witcher. The Mandalorian, and another, it's a Japanese show I'm watching. Anyway, point is, point is, so, like, the idea of, like, we'll use The Mandalorian first. So, like, (laughs) The Mandalorian, when I was watching it, I felt like, I'm like, you know what? It's losing a lot of the energy. It's losing a lot of the momentum that it's building. Because, like, I'm not, I, I have to wait a week to do it. You know what I mean? And so it's like, for me, I think, the question that you're really posing is, are shows being undervalued by the instant release season where they would be highly or higher ranked if they had done a weekly release? That's basically what you're asking. Like if, if critic response would be different if they did a weekly release. And well, because like it even shows with like the Entertainment Weekly. So this is fucking terrible for a journalist, and Entertainment Weekly should be ashamed of themselves. So, so Witcher dropped on the 24th. Sure. Of Christmas. And, or, you know, right around Christmas. The Entertainment Weekly reviewer came out and was like, he said, basically summed up, he was like, I didn't have enough time to, with the holidays and stuff, to sit down and watch this. So I skimmed through it and it's nakedly bad. And it's just like, what? Oh, yeah. I, I just completely disagree. I think The Witcher, if nothing else, you can't say it's nakedly. It has, it's it's. But he didn't watch. That's what exactly. And so, well, this is my point. Once, so him as a reviewer, he's like. And this is what this is this is the crux of your argument. You're you're you're, you're asking like, are these shows being negatively critiqued because of their release format? And I would agree with you. I would say that they probably are. But you know what? At the same time. I would say they're probably better shows because the momentum is carrying on through each episode. Like yeah. when I'm watching you, 
If I had to wait each wait each week for you, I wouldn't bother with it. Like this show is like it's good, but it's not like it's it's kind of a drama. It's kind of like I'm not gonna say girly, it but on the genre maybe. But like I'm I'm not gonna waste my time with waiting week to week to watch you. I'm just not. I feel like I would have. Well, I can tell you another thing. I didn't waste my time. I totally forgot about it. Watchmen. You get, you were talking about how it blew up in 2019. Oh, yeah, I got bad. I got through the fourth episode and then, because that's I caught up and then I stopped watching it and I totally forgot yeah, about you it. Need to finish that. Shit. I do. I know I do. But this is my point that that's I think fucking crazy. Guys. From a storytelling point, I think Netflix is going to nail down this format and we're going to see shows that like we've never seen before. I really do. Look at like the Haunting of Hill House. That is like a, a Netflix series. It's a it's a straight season release, and Haunting of Hill House is probably one of the most cohesive stories that Netflix has ever produced. And like, if you haven't watched it, you definitely need to watch it because it's it's very point by point. The momentum carries. It's it's almost like watching an eight hour movie, and that's what I feel like we're going to be moving into a lot more. I don't know. I, so you got shows like The Boys. Oh, I love the boys. I love the boys. Yeah, that shit was fire. Did that drop weekly? I don't remember. I couldn't tell you. I got a feeling it did. I might have watched it after they had all come out because I remember binging. Same it. here. That's what I ended up doing. Dude, um, have you tried to read those comics for the boys? Yeah. They're ridiculous. They're so insane. Like, it, 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 you can't read them because they're just so dumb. They're <laughs> crazy. Yeah, they're just so dumb. They're just so, like, they're like hilarious, hilarious, but they're dumb. You're just like, okay, all right. Why is Blue Beetle? I- I'm not getting into it anyway. Yeah, check them out sometime. Right. Yeah, like I you'll see. Um. So you know, I don't know. I guess well, I guess what I'm saying is I'm more on the. I'm gonna buy into the. Uh, I feel like weekly episodes are enhancing the experience for me. Like, I I feel like they are. I I guess what I'm saying is I I guess I'm buying into to the fact that I feel like we're we are spoiled a little bit. I feel like I'm selling. I'm selling because I think that like I don't. You know what? I don't care if I'm spoiled. I want my momentum in the story. The storytelling yeah. is more important. So I, I'm selling. We got a split decision. It'll be on the audience, I guess. By yourself. It'll be on the audience for sure. Yeah, let us know what you guys think. Um, so I guess we could piggy piggyback off of this because after hearing what you said, it made me add this question. So are we buying or selling? Is the Mandalorian really good or 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 no? Or is it middle of the pack? You don't want to ask. I want to piss people off. Like right now, where it's at, I'm. I think it has potential because I I like Dave Filoni a lot. So if you had to ask me right now, I couldn't say I wanted to sell, but I couldn't say I wanted to buy either. You know, I'm buying into. It. I thought I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I thought episode four and five were fillers, um, but that didn't necessarily. But they had Bill Burr because, too, because you know. Episode five has a big tease at the end that's going to play into season two. <coughs> um, sure. The 
the old Western, it had an old Western show vibe. And I think people that don't appreciate cinema can't really pick up on, like, it felt like an old Western gunslinger, but with Star Wars. I and that on. type of genre has not been represented really at all with, like, new school, because, like, just change, times have changed. And it's just pretty cool to me as, like, an aspiring, you know, filmmaker, writer, whatever, where you're able to combine, like, an old Western with the futuristic aspect of Star Wars. And I really, like, you know, like, for example, one of the one of the people on the Discord server, they were, they were trying to say that, you know, there's no characters, there's no plot, there's no character building. He even said the acting was terrible. I'm like, I thought that fucking Pascal or, you know, Pedro Pascal or whatever his name is, he, I thought he conveyed a lot of emotion for somebody wearing a fucking helmet the whole fucking sure. time. Sure, but I also, <laughs> I also understand why they would say that there's no, they need the third character. They're literally using, Pedro Pascal is the same thing as Baby Yoda right now and as far as character development goes. They can't develop each other. They can only do it yeah. in minor ways. You know? But like at the same time, I don't need another character because, it, and to me, it's an old western gunslinger. So I yeah, just got the you got the point. Yeah, yeah. Like I just I got the gunslinger there. I don't. It's not trying to build. It, that's what I'm saying. It's a way differently shot show than what people. It's, there's more to right. it than meets the eye. Well, and with the and, and the good and the bad and the ugly, they didn't explain who Clint Eastwood was to anyone. Like, yeah. So. It's like, I don't know. It's You're following, this is your journey with this one soul character. It's not really about, well, and Baby Yoda. But, like, the world building comes second. Sure, yeah. And, and who's around and who he interacts with. It's not really about that. It's really just about your gunslinger, a.k.a. the Mandalorian, and Baby Yoda, and this journey. And, you know, I thought that the first episode was was phenomenal mm-hmm. and the director of the obi-wan series oh lord and, bye 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 the director of the the director of the obi-wan series directed episode two and the second to last episode what happened in episode uh, two episode two there's another reason why binge, binge shows are better you remember things. Yeah, true. Anyway, go uh, on. So, basically, uh, you know, two of the more well-received episodes was directed by the Obi-Wan director. Then the uh, final, the finale, was directed by Takiti Wahidi, uh, the Thor director. Thor yeah. Ragnarok. Jojo um, Bunny, all that crap. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, there is some quality filmmakers on there, too. Like, I don't know. I, I'm buying. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And I can't wait for season two. Plus, they had the fucking dark saber. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Um, there's a couple, there's a couple beefs I have with it. Um, my thing is, I'm, okay, first off, let me state that I am buying. I have to buy because they have Dave Filoni. And I trust Dave Filoni above everyone else in the Star Wars production company <sighs> but I, I I didn't care for a couple things uh, about the 
necessarily story built storytelling and uh world building aspects because you know it's it's before we started making these sequel trilogies and we started saying what's there we were all out it was all our world you see what i'm saying it's Mm -hmm. probably part of the reason why a lot of people hate tlj because that was their loop and they somebody else decided what happened to so I, 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 it's a, it's a biased desire to sell. So I'm going to say buy because I, Dave, I trust Dave Filoni. I, I trust John Favreau, who is heading the show basically. And so, like, I just know they'll do something with it. It's, it's buy. <clears throat> yeah. And if they switch to, if they switch to a complete season release, funny, then I would do uh, definitely buy. Go a ahead. Little funny little tidbit. Uh... So Takiti Wahidi uh, revealed that only Favreau and him are the only ones that know Baby Yoda's name. That's bullshit. That pisses me off. They're the only ones that know. And then like Takiti Wahidi, he ended up uh, quote tweeting the whoever like reported that news and he's like his name's Daniel I think is what he said <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny um, so I guess what we will keep moving along I guess since we're on the subject this will be a good one <laughs> <laughs> um, so Rise of Skywalker. Oh, Lord. Are we really going down this path? <laughs> no, no. You don't really want to go down this path with me. Um, I want to wait until you got another another, another co-host to talk about this one. Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> and honestly, we'll touch on honestly the tri- oh. I'll say I'll say the trilogy. Oh yeah. You want to go there? You want to talk about the sequel trilogy? Okay, I can talk about that. Let's go. Come on. Let's turn half your audience against your podcast right now. Either um, making Star Wars got the Travno's, um, Colin Travno's Rise of Skywalker film, the episode whatever that he was supposed to help before J.J., I need to read that article again. I need to read that again. I've, I've forgotten some of the details. I didn't send it to you. I found it today. I saw it. I saw it yesterday on, uh, you know, Google has that like yeah. news thing when you ever click on it. Yeah, yeah. So I guess this will be a buy or sell, but also I guess because we're making this up as we go, it's how will you fix it? Uh, oh, that reminds me. Me and Okay, me and my younger brother, Caleb, you know, we're, I was talking to him the other night, and I was like, dude, let's just, let's just write a fan fiction. Fuck it. That's basically what all the sequel trilogy, okay, anyway, go on, go on. (laughs) Shut up real quick, hold on, go on. So, (laughs) so it'll be a little bit of a mix of a buy or sell, so, but obviously we're about to, more of this is about to be like. Cause I, I have a good idea where this is about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's more so what in the fuck would you do to fix it? So I guess before we get into that, we're gonna do by ourselves. So by ourselves, was the Rise of Skywalker, I mean was it a, the better film of the trilogy? And 
or was it just a complete waste of time? Like, oh shit! When you added that other side of it, I was gonna. I was, until you said that second part, I was gonna be like, okay, bye. But no, like, sell. When you put it like that, when you when you say it's a complete waste of time, because the entire trip. Okay, hold on. I'm su- okay. Just a disclaimer. I'm very negative against the sequel trilogy. I do like the Rise of Skywalker. No, I like, same here. I like I the found nothing redeem. I haven't gone to theaters for it. All exactly. each one of them. I pirate. I mean, I, I rented I it on YouTube. On whatever until it drops on whatever fucking streaming device. Yeah. But so, so basically, sell. Sell, 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 sell. Yeah. But at the same time, I kind of got to buy because it is the better. Yeah. Well, and and that's why, well, and that's why, okay, maybe we need to rephrase the question. Yeah, maybe rephrase it. So, like, the question is, is that were the sequel trilogy from from the lore and mythology that was Star Wars and everything that came before it? And yeah. you can tell I'm already getting heated. <laughs> I'm talking about it. Um, and it's a sell at that point. If you're going to look at the uh, the Rise of Skywalker as an individual case and say, was it better than, you know, The Last Jedi or TFA for even, like, then yeah, I'm buying that because TROS was at least didn't shit all over Luke Skywalker's memory. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, anyway. So, I guess it's obviously that we're both in agreement. Like, we're going to probably sell that this was just a complete waste of time. Um, <laughs> and we're going to basically, we're going to hop into uh, the fixer up oh, segment of how will we fix it. Bro, and, I've got notes. And I then did... the problems. And, like, just the pro- Like, okay, like, let, let's just fucking dive into it. I there, it was all nostalgia, all, all nostalgia, all nostalgia. Nothing of merit. Nothing, nothing of merit. And the only thing that they had going for him, for them, they fucking chopped him into bits. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man. Your only secret coming out of TFA, where I was kind of like. Having conversations with with you know with streak with you with with other people, it's like it's like okay, who's Snoke? Who is Snoke? Who is Ray's parents? What does Snoke have to do with all this? Is Snoop Snoop about calling Snoop? Is Snoke? Is he? You know? Is he? Who did they? Darth Sidious? Isn't that who they thought it was or something? Ah, uh, Plagueis. That's like, what I was thinking it was, at least. Yeah. So, like, you had the chance to do something pretty damn True to lore, too. True to lore, mystery, the whole shebang. You go into The Last Jedi, and you play off that mystery. Nope. They just chopped him the fuck up, and... Said, bye, bitch. Is, and let's, let's not get it twisted. The script to... The OG films, it was terrible. I literally just watched um, how editing saved Star Wars. Yeah. It's literally yeah. the. Have you seen that? My yeah, I watched it. Watched it. 
George Lucas's wife. That's the only reason why. Yeah. We watched in it in class on Tuesday. We watched that. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, they were able to make a film that had heart, feeling. And, and that's the thing. That's what we're ha- Everything what we're that Star Wars about. represents. And the prequels sucked. And okay, George Lucas put them together. The prequels is he didn't have someone there who was cutting all of George's extra bullshit. He's like, okay, George, you don't have to spend so much time focusing on Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Okay. Have one scene with him. You don't have to have eight. Okay. Yeah. He didn't have anybody there because after that point, after he had made, you know, A New Hope and then ESB and then TL, or you're not in TLG, uh, um, TJ, nobody was going to question him. Nobody's questioning yeah. George fucking Lucas. No, you're just not going to. You're gonna you're gonna say, oh, he's George Lucas. He probably knows what he's talking about. He made Star Wars, so and that's what was the problem with prequels. That's so beyond the point. Do you know? Here's the thing with the sequels, man. Here's the thing, really, for me, is that it's just so dumb. Every every decision they they made for the sequels, I fundamentally disagree. The plot. The idea behind these characters, the storylines behind these characters, mm. the conflict these characters face. You got the code. I mean, like, in some of the scenes, bro, like, we're talking about waste of scenes. Like, holy shit, in The Last Jedi, why are we following the Codebreaker plot for 35 minutes? Oh, my God. Nothing. Nothing happens. Here's a better question. Nothing exciting happens. It's just dialogue, and there you go. And some Star Here's Wars a- music in the background. Some orchestra playing. Here's a better question, man. They could have made that entire 30 minutes valid if they hadn't done space horses and done pod racing. Mm. How how can you miss that? How can you miss putting pod racing yeah. in a sequel? To, like, bro, you just connected the prequels to the OT by doing one thing. Like, it's so stupid. Ryan Johnson is, oh, okay, don't give me. Dude, we cannot we cannot talk about TLJ because I'll lose it. I'll I'll sit here and I'll rant for forty minutes. I you, feel you don't you. have I, to rant. Feel you. I dude, you're talking to somebody that's tried watching The Last Jedi twelve fucking times. And if I go back on my Netflix or whatever it left off, I left Netflix, so my spots fucked, and now I'm not gonna go searching through it to find where the <laughs> fuck I was. Because now it's off. That means I gotta go through watch, you know, little screen caps of the rest of the shit and get all mad again. But where I was, bro, I I I I couldn't do it. It shouldn't take someone twelve watches to get through a film. And it's just so boring. If I want to go to sleep, I'll throw The Last Jedi on. Yep. It, there's nothing of importance. They made Luke... Uh, I feel for Mark Hamill. He was pissed. Oh, dude, he tried to... There's so many compilations on YouTube. Just constantly trying to warn everyone. And you know what? I would place TLJ below Attack of the Clones. That's how bad it is. Yeah. It's not. It's not Phantom Menace bad, but it's definitely below Attack of the Clones. I will still say this day, Phantom Menace has one of the better lightsaber duels ever. Oh, it's the greatest lightsaber duel ever. It is, <laughs> which is why they like. And have you ever watched the Phantom edit? The only thing they keep from Phantom Menace <laughs> is Darth Maul's lightsaber duel with Qui Gon. 
That's the only uh, thing that survives the edit. Yeah. It's and it, it makes for a great story too. The Phantom Edit is really if you if you have a hard time going through the prequels, see like me and partially you, we were raised on them. So we'll just eat it up. We don't give a fuck. I wasn't. I can't even say I was. I was in seventh grade, eighth grade. I mean, I tried. I hate them. Well, I've got like Disney now because they gave you five bucks for Lifetime. But like, you asked me to watch that with my critical mind. No, I couldn't. No, yeah. Well, and that's the thing is you can't be critical of it. I tried watching it not too long ago, too. I like watching it because I love the prequels, and that's the thing is that that's who I am. I was born in '95, man. So like when I when I was, you know, I mean, when did they come out? You know, whatever. Like I mean, that's that's my like. I grew up with Qui Gon Jinn being the first Jedi I ever fucking saw. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I never I, saw I, Luke or Obi Wan. The, the OG movies on VHS when I was like. Five, Dude, I've got four, six, and just throwing them on over and over and over again. Right. I was also, I was also watching Batman Forever over and over and over. Again. Oh my god, Batman Forever! Yes, <laughs> I don't care about Bat Nipples. It was a great movie yeah. for kids, at least. I for love kids, Batman I, Forever. I, I love that movie. I'll defend that movie until the end of Robert time. Flip. But, I love um, it. Back on topic with Star Wars, though, like, um, I just. <laughs> I don't Look, like Revenge of the Sith. People say it's some argument. Whoa. I don't like Revenge of the Sith. It is the greatest Star Wars movie ever made. Oh, no. Oh, it is. Not, absolutely not. It is not. Now, I would probably place Return of the Jedi above it. You're right. Uh, Empire, Return, even Hulk. No, Empire. I hate people no, who rate Empire above Return. Return is so much more fun. No, wait, no, I'm not saying it's above return. I'm just saying, I'm saying, like, there's probably Return of the Jedi. I mean, yeah, Return of the Jedi. Dude, this is giving me a great idea. We need to do a, um, we need to do a YouTube uh, video of us ranking Star Wars movies together. Well, like, I'm not a diehard like you, though. I am. A, I'm pretty diehard on it. I, well, and I grew up with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like five or six or seven or whatever it's when fucking films is everything that Star Wars is to me, bro. Just the right, the heart. There's so much heart. Think about it like this: like, if well, you had been, like been born, in... are soulless. And see, that's the thing I've told Salty. Salty's fucking nineteen, like or eighteen, like. These films came out. Of course, you like the prequels. They're fucking. We're kind of aimed for you. Well, yeah, exactly. That's the reason why we in sixth grade, seventh grade, me liked the fucking films. They were aimed for you. And of course, when you get older, you're gonna be like, yeah, like what you're saying. I grew up with them. Yeah, it's a sentimental thing. Like that's gonna. Of course, you're gonna you know rock with that then. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Me, I didn't grow up with that shit. So to me, I'm like, the fuck is this doing infiltrating on my Star Wars turf? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, no, that's a lot of people trying to make that same <laughs> argument argument for the sequels. I don't believe it's there though, because I think the sequels are just that bad. I don't think I don't think you can make that argument because they are so horrible. 
They're so inconsistent because there's no plot. There's no plan. You have fucking two exactly. Different you have two different. I love how that's how you would fix see, it up. See, we're gonna get right into the fixer up. That is it right there. Next, time, I love how T Ross just retcons TLG. I love that. Next time, uh, next trilogy coming up or whatever, they need one director, one vision, and do not let it be tampered with. But that's probably not going to happen because Disney, hey, that's another thing. Did Disney ruin them? You know, did Disney kind of. Uh, uh, it's, it's Kathleen Kennedy, dude. It's Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. She's the source of the issue here. She was the head of Lucasfilm during like the prequels and and all the produ- production after that. But like for some reason, she's been shitting the goddamn bed. I don't get it. I don't know what's going on. And then you got the bombing of Solo, which was a good film. And all, uh, I oh know. yeah, good. Shoot me. It's just at that time. We have there's too much Star Wars. There's just a content over overload. Mm. And I like Solo. I watched it. I watched. It was on Netflix here for a while. I was watching it like anytime I go to sleep. It was a good movie, man. I liked it. It didn't have to be made, but I liked it. I loved Rogue One, and um, you know those two those two films to me I thoroughly enjoyed. Because literally, if we had to get technical here, I'm literally going to have the OG trilogy in the 1-3 spot, interchangeable, however you want to put it. And then it's going to go fucking Rogue One, and then probably Solo. Or no, no, I'll probably put Solo. No, no, Solo, definitely. <laughs> and then I could, I guess I'll say Revenge uh, of the Sith. I get that though. I really love the OT as well. I really I need I need standalones. I need standalones. I need shit to just stand on there on two feet. I'm more appreciative of that than some film that's like you know, it's almost like a Dragon Ball Z. Tune in next yes. time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> oh dude, we're gonna have to talk about Dragon Ball Z it's on one of these podcasts. Anyway, yeah, I get what you mean. You know, it's just like, and you know, some of these superhero films too, they're guilty of it too, you know? They, yes. They're like, just, you know, well, here that's you what's so, that's what I was talking about. Batman Superman was the Tony most perfect, perfect example of it. Amazing Spider-Man 2. Really didn't, didn't care anything about the fucking story itself going on. It was about building up and that was it. <laughs> yeah. So, no, man, I don't I, know. I, I, go on, go ahead. I was just going to say, just like with Star Wars, it's just because we could sit here all day on it and we got to get to the next topic, but like it's just, it's very, very, very weird time because you would think these would just be fucking smash hits and. Right. And I guess it's like, I, I, I guess so. Well, final answer, like, what would you do to fix it up? Me, I need. Oh clear yeah, vision. yeah, I need. I need clear vision. I need you to capture the essence of what Star Wars really, truly is. It can't just be like, here's your couple moments here and there. But hey, right. this shit, we're gonna put our own spin on it, and you're gonna so, like it. And I've got. 
that's kind of where I'm, I'm going to leave it on the fixer upper. It's, you know, and you can offer your two cents on what you would do to fix it up. Don't worry, because here's the thing. Like, I've got an outline for how I rewrote. I literally rewrote the sequels the other night because I was that mad. I'm that much of a Star Wars fanatic. I have like a three page plot line, outline, plot outline for uh, uh, the first, second, and third movie. And you know what? I'm going to make you fucking, because you've got the you got the writer's degree, I'm going to make you fill it out for me, and I'm going to make a, a video on it. Because it's a hundred times better what they gave us in theaters. It's ridiculous. Anyway, there's a total mistake. <laughs> so, so, I guess the answer to the question, Chuck, what are you going to do to, what would be your quick summary of what the fixer-upper Okay, I'll just hit the main points. How about that? Because I've got, like I said, I do have three pages yeah, about yeah. one. No, no, yeah, just so, uh, not like story thing, but like, yeah, yeah, I mean, like. Okay, like the the first order. Fuck that. We're not doing that. You know what you do do? You make it. You make it. The Republic has control over the gal- uh, galaxy, and you make the enemies the rebellion. You turn the bad guys into the rebellion. They're they're the insurgents. They're doing suicide bombings and shit like that. Because guess what? That also relates to our time right now. And it makes sense because guess what? There are going to be insurgents after you have a regime change. Hmm. Makes sense, right? So you get rid of the fucking first order. That's not a thing. And it's, oh my God, this is, and then you get, oh, okay. Anyway, I'm not going to address the politics that are thrown into fucking Star Wars. Next point. Next point. Let's think about that. Okay. Get rid of this fucking idea that like Kylo has to fall to the dark side. It's silly. It's silly. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be a spiritual fall. It can be an ideological fall, especially if there was a sect of political extremists who were doing attacks against like major uh, republic uh, cities. Oh wait, Kylo sees that maybe they have a point. Then he's confused and conflicted, and maybe he's confused and conflicted because they they have a, a self righteous doctrine that they say they're responsible for the universe. And wouldn't Kylo feel some self-responsibility in the universe with his father, his grandfather being the chosen one, his father being the Han Solo, his mother being the leader of the Republic and the queen of Alderaan, his uncle being Luke fucking Skywalker, the master of the Jedi, grandmaster of the Jedi Council? Wouldn't he feel a little bit of pressure of the responsibility uh, to be a good person from his family members? Why don't we go with that? Guess what? Kylo falls to an idol change because he thinks he's doing the right thing because he feels responsible because he was told he's responsible from a very young age. Oh, now we don't have fucking emo Adam Driver. Great. Okay, what's what next? You want me to keep going or should we cut it short? Because I'll cut it short. I'm going to throw these all at you at another time. Don't worry. No, we got about five minutes for the next question, so we're going to move along. Uh, but I think the oh, really? are... okay, 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 because I got plenty of shit here. Guess what? With this idea, you don't have to get rid of Kylo. You don't have to get rid of Ray. In fact, with this idea, you can introduce Mara Jade, who everybody wanted. Everybody wanted her. Guess what? Oh shit! So Luke, you know what? He found that way. You know, you know. Oh, hold on. Let's 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 go to the video games real quick. You remember Cade? Remember Cade? Yeah. Oh, Cade found the the Wayfinder that shows where all the Force-sensitive children are. Hey, Luke, Skywalker, 
guess what I have? I've got a holocron with all the four suits of children. Oh, look, there's an orphan on this children on on Jakku. Oh, Luke Skywalker adopts Rey. Rey is now a Skywalker because she has chosen to accept the name. Boom, told that story. Now you can make a Nala Simba, Simba storyline between Kylo and Rey. And so what you do is you have Kylo being trained by Mar Jade or another, you know, top-level Grandmaster or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And you have Rey being trained by Luke. And so Rey... And so what happens is Kylo gets sent off world and he's faced with one of these terrorist plots, right? And maybe he's wounded. Maybe somebody he cares about is wounded. Maybe he can't protect them. And so if he can't protect them, oh, how is he a Skywalker if he can't protect the people he loves? Oh, maybe they're right. There's, there's a whole lot of evil in this world and pain's happening everywhere. Maybe the, maybe the extremists are right, you know? Yeah. And then you have Rey who doesn't understand it because she's so far f- removed from the, the battlegrounds and underneath the Grandmaster of the Jedi fucking Council village. I'm just saying, we're going to get through this. Here, I'm, I'm going to move on because I'm kind of being, I'm kind of being, um, what's the word? I'm jumping from idea to idea because I'm looking at three pages of fucking swing. Yeah. Well, we're like, move on. Obviously, you can see viewers, yeah. uh, Lord Cuck is a little bit past. I'm the fucking Star Wars Salty, eat a dick. TLG garbage. I don't give a fuck. Garbage. <laughs> so Garbaggio. we're going to move into the next one. It's going to be pretty quick. Um, because like we. But expect move. expect the video because I'm gonna I'm gonna make Phil Phil I'm gonna make you write it out like an actual like narrated right, story. Right, on cut cut it, shish. Uh. All right. Are we hyped for the internals? Or are we more excited by the fact that Kit Harrington is Black Knight? Um, we're going to make this brief. Um, but yeah. basically, nope. yes, I'm I'm buying into the fact that I think more people, I think I'm more, I've been reading the Black Knight comics. They're fucking lit. Um, and I think that I don't care about the other characters and the internals. Now you get to introduce the cosmic side of things the celestials and like really powerful shit um but uh i think people are more excited to see Jon snow in the uh marvel cinematic universe and black knight is also an avenger eventually so um yep bye it's about kit harrington for me bye i'm gonna keep it short sweet But yeah, so I definitely think that um I think internals will be good. Obviously, I I scoop dropped it earlier about the X gene and all that. They got Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek, uh, Kumail, uh, that comedian guy who is literally shredded now. Um, so they got a solid cast. I think they're having their first gay couple in there as well. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, it should be pretty interesting. Black Knight's dope, though. Um, if you haven't checked this comic out, I would uh, check out the one that came out in uh, 2011. Kind of the older school stuff. He's not as badassery, but there's uh, this one from, like, 2011 or 2012, and he literally fights the whole Avengers, and it's pretty badass. Badass. Check it out. 
But yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I think that's going to conclude our first ever episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And um, you guys tune back in. I promise we're going to be ripping these out maybe every week or so. I know I didn't cover wrestling yet. Um which I will do in my own spare time putting this together. If anyone was tuning in here for wrestling, I will have that up and some Royal Rumble stuff going on since the Rumble's coming up. I might actually just do that next week since that's the final week till the Rumble. Um, Justin, I appreciate you coming on, buddy. Um, Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. uh, we'll uh, We'll just make this a frequent thing, you know? Yeah, hopefully uh, we get some audience members to tune on in and buy or sell. Buy or sell. Buy or sell, or keep uh, keep growing the keep growing the brand. So I'm your co I'm your host, uh, Philly Phil, and uh, consider this uh, system shot.